Uh, you know, over the last few months, it's been great catching up with a lot of uh, people involved in the Hollywood Museum Squares, uh, part of their All-Star Benefit series. And um, in uh, show three, one of the participants is the iconic, lovely, and talented, the fabulous Lonnie Anderson. And we're quite happy uh, to have her uh, with us. Lonnie, welcome to the show. I was just telling the people that uh, WKRP started when I was like in the seventh grade and then it went through all my high school years. And that show was so great because the characters, each one was so rich, was so, so deep. Did you guys know when you started that you would have such a great long run? You know, when we started, we, we were all unknowns and um, we knew the script was fabulous and our creator was a genius. And uh, so there was something magical about the pilot and, uh, you know, you just once in a while, you luck out with the casting and the writing and the timing, and it's just magic. But, you know, it doesn't happen with every series. Some even long-running series don't have magic. But uh, this one did, and we all sit around the, the night of the, uh, the, the taping at that time of the pilot with the live audience out there. And I remember Tim Reed said, let's all hold hands and because it's never going to be the same after tonight. Mm. It was like we just, we had that electricity in the air. Well, I remember like, like, like one of the greatest shows ever is Seinfeld, but their first two seasons were a bit bumpy. They had to kind of get going. For you guys, I mean, you got better as you went along, obviously, but almost from the jump, no offense, Gordon jump, but almost from the jump, <laughs> you guys kind of just, all those different characters all meshing together. And then, so iconic from, you know, Venus Flytrap to Les Nesman to Herb Tarlick. I mean, it just goes on and on. Dr. Johnny Fever. I mean, mm-hmm. it really was, um, you know, and Howard, interestingly enough, was only supposed to be in the pilot. Mm. And uh, then he was going to go off. And he was so popular that um, there he was. They made a deal with him. And so, as, as I said, things just evolved. Like my character in the pilot, uh, when I read it, I turned it down and I, cause I thought it was like window dressing. And I thought, you know, I'm not a blonde at that time. I wasn't really blonde. And I thought I, I, I don't want to be this person. You know, I've been an actress for a while now and, and, uh, that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I talked it over with the, the producers and Grant Tinker, who was the head of MGM at the time. And, uh, the uh, executive producer, writer, creator, Hugh Wilson, said, well, let's make her look like Lana Turner and be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer was born. <clears throat> so I really lucked out in the fact that everybody listened to me and that I didn't just blow it off, um, being young and cocky, <laughs> <laughs> um, that I actually said, this is so great, what am I doing? Um, and that they let me be uh, the smartest person in the room. And at that time, I know young girls today are thinking, well, so what's so different about that? But in uh, 1978, that was very different. If you were glamorous, um, you weren't smart. It was just kind of the way it was. Um, And certainly you weren't funny. So uh, I think that's why it was such an innovative character at the time. Yeah, people don't realize the whole eye candy thing. Even Suzanne Summers, who's smart in real life had to play a dingbat mm-hmm. you know on yeah, on three's exactly. company and so uh did you did you get a lot of people at the time saying you know thank you for letting people know that you can be beautiful and intelligent 
Well, what's been really wonderful in my life and and the rest of my career is hearing from young women uh, who said they were either named after me or they were named after Jennifer, um, Hmm. and that mothers and young women said that that kind of portrayal had made such a huge difference in their life. So that's always like my best compliment. I mean, I, I really like the guys that have the, my poster in their room, but the girls telling me that I changed their life is, is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay, I mentioned the uh, the Hollywood uh, Museum, the Hollywood Squares. I happen to notice in show three, Mark Summers is the host, and I immediately thought, yeah, I immediately thought about the connection because he's the guy that that Bert hit in the face. Oh, I know, I know. Wasn't that <laughs> on the shocking? Tonight Show? Yeah. Speaking of a shocking moment of physical, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> talked about forever, as they always are. If you do something shocking, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was uh, quite the moment. And Mark and I had known one another for years uh, before that happened, and um, so we've talked about it since. And it is just one of those jaw-dropping. Is this really happening? Moment. <laughs> When you, when you look at your career now, I mean, is there times where it feels like 100 years ago? Or does, like, when you close your eyes, do, are, are you still there? Does it feel like yesterday? Oh, my gosh. It was just moments. And I have so many great stories. And I met so many fantastic people and had such great experiences. And, of course, when you're a young actor you say, and you want to make it, you say no to nothing, practically. I mean, so I'm on every game show, every talk show, every special uh, you know, I just, I don't know when I had time to even breathe. Um, and I and I look at my magazine covers and I think, did I spend most of my life in makeup and hair and wardrobe? I mean, it just is kind of uh, overwhelming sometimes to think back about it. But I was so lucky and it was so incredible and it went like a flash. So lately, I've been putting, because um, Michael Feinstein said to me, you have the best stories. And I thought, hmm. Okay, he said, well, why don't you put it together as a show, and um, I'll put it into my club. And uh, so I've been doing that. Um, I'm collecting, I digitized everything, and, um, and I'm picking out clips and stories, and it's just really an evening with. And I, I did 10 Bob Hope specials. Wow. And um, so it, w- what better person to introduce me? So I have all those wonderful clips to show. And stories to tell, and uh, it's been getting a lot of fabulous response, and I'm hoping to do it all over the country. You know, I think it's fabulous, too, is that, you know, when you watch some of these old black and white shows, the the character actors will play different uh, roles, even in the same season. And I love the fact that you did that twice. In 1975, you were two different characters in SWAT. (laughs) One Miss Texas, and then in Barnaby <laughs> Jones in the Bicentennial, oh yes. you played two different characters in that season. In that season, I know they and they let you do that if they liked you, they had you back. <laughs> and when you say SWAT, that's so funny. That was my very first role uh, when I moved to LA, and it was with Farrah Fawcett. Wow! And we played beauty contestants, and I was the snotty one, and she was the sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> and we were friends forever after. We actually did another show together, which was uh, Harry O, um, where she played with David Jansen, and she played his girlfriend, and she was a flight attendant, and I uh, was her roommate. And then I went blonde, and Sarah and I remained friends forever, but we never worked together again. Speaking of no, posters, on, together. Yeah, yeah. Speaking oh, of posters the on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. She was fantastic. And... Um, uh, 
being Armed Forces Radio, might I just add that my dad, uh, Navy Air, World War II, Pacific Theater. Wow. Um, you know, I, I just, and I think of that entire generation going. I mean, it's just um, um, such an important part of my life um, that in my family and all the stories that you heard, and I have my dad's journals and stuff, that um, what, a, what a great generation it really was. No doubt. And I have not thought about Harry O in 30 years. So. <laughs> Harry O. Oh, my God. <laughs> David Jansen. Isn't that funny? I mean, you just think about uh, reruns of stuff. And if you go to a lot of these uh, stations that have, um, it's so comforting to kind of go mm-hmm. and watch old shows. Uh, it's a different landscape today. I mean, all of us are, were very lucky. We were um, what, three hours of prime time yeah. uh, a night on three different stations. And so people had a, a chance to really get to know you and you could become part of the family and a household name. And now today, I don't know, I mean, out of the 500 plus scripted series that you could possibly watch, you can't even sample what's on. Right. And it's, it's hard hard to even break out. I mean, I have friends and, it, and their show's been on for 10 years and you're like, oh my God, I never saw it. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt. There's content everywhere we look. Well, I want to make sure that everybody checks out the Hollywood Squares. Oh, please do. And I'm so lucky to be the center square in my Oh, uh, of course you are. Yeah, so yeah. it was really fun. StellarTickets.com and uh, Hollywood Museum, and this all benefits the All-Star Benefit Series. Lonnie, so great to have you on. Big fan, and uh, let's do it again Thank sometime. You. Thank you so much.